0: Christmas Abbott. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. All right, we're recording. <laughs> Christmas Abbott. Christmas Abbott. Um, welcome. Take 1. Take 1. We
0: well, are no, cuz I said Christmas like y'all that. But...
1: I'm Michael. No. <laughs> Take 1. Are we starting here? Yeah. I think we start with you saying Christmas Abbott. <laughs> I'm Michael. Uh, I'm Robin, and this is the Hidden House Guest. This is our first episode, the Hidden House Guest. The Hidden House Guest. The Hidden House Guest. So, what's what do you guys need to know about us?
0: So, welcome to season twenty-two, episode zero, which we are kind of calling our (laughs) preseason. I'm calling our preseason goodies. (laughs) Um, so let's yeah, let's introduce who we are first. Michael, who are you?
1: I'm Michael. Uh. I've been watching BB since the beginning. My mom and I would watch um, growing up, and I uh, have kind of stayed with it my entire life. Uh, I think I've only missed season fifteen when I was in college, and then I just jumped back on. And which really was, was the, a good one to miss. Was the one to miss. Um, but uh, we're back now, and we're analyzing it. Our favorite thing, my favorite thing to do, is analyze the gameplays, what people could have done, what could be done. And when you started watching it...
0: Yeah, I was so going to this... say, whoa there, because we're about to say that. But okay. first, I need to introduce myself. I am Robin. Um, I am Michael's partner of, like, a long time.
1: Whoa.
0: <laughs> I'm Michael's girlfriend. We're dating. If you... We're way past dating. We're living together with a dog. <laughs>
1: um, this is Ripley.
0: Anyway, here's Ripley. Ripley, say something. Okay, all right. That was me. Um Okay, so I'm Robin, I'm Michael's girlfriend, partner, whatever we want to call it, and independently of him, I was watching Big Brother before we met, because my brother-in-law, Jason, um, was like Michael's family. Um, he watched since season one, he's a, like a true super fan, and uh, he brought kind of my family into it, so um, I started watching it when my sisters did with his family, and I'm kind of like a a born again uh, super fan. So I started maybe season, anywhere between like season 13 and 14. I can't tell when I like really started because it was, uh, you know, it was just like on in the background. But when I really started paying attention was probably like 15, 16.
1: Um, And then we watched together, our first season was. Yeah, 17
0: 17 we watched when we were in college together.
1: And our our family now does a Big Brother bracket where we all make our picks at the beginning of the year. And our Mm -hmm. picks that year were Austin, Vanessa, and I think Becky, is that her name? I don't know. Uh, but our pick and Vanessa went really well, and so ever since then we've kind of been. And I liked Austin. And we liked Austin, and we've we've been focusing really on like the gameplay and the mechanics of the game and what makes a good player a good player.
0: Yeah. Oh, I I do want to say after that what I'm trying to say with the born again thing. So I'm I'm kind of a born again Big Brother super fan because although I started in season like 15 or 16, I've gone back now and watched a bunch of the early seasons. So i've seen we back yes we've gone back so michael's watched i've like seen a lot times. of them twice um but i've watched like
1: 10 through 21. all of dr
0: will seasons dan seasons yeah it's 10, 10 through 21. 21 and then like one two three
1: and seven seven yeah so maybe future episodes we'll go back and watch those early seasons and maybe some of the older se- or the newer seasons and go through them in the same way that we're going through gonna gonna be going through season 22
0: Either way, I mean, like, I'll look at the Reddit and some people, like, don't even know who, like, some big players from early seasons were. So I consider myself pretty seasoned of a watcher. Anyways, um, so what is the Hidden House guest and what um, is making us do a podcast? Because that kind of seems to be the trend of 2020. Everyone's, you know, millennials up and...
1: in quarantine. What else are you going to do? Start a podcast. But yeah. we've been talking about this for like a year. It's true. Ever since last season, because we, we talk about it so in depth and we really wanted to just like get out our conversation because I feel like every other Bo- Big Brother podcast is focused on either the gossip or just updates. And we really want to get into the strategy of it. Yeah. So
0: kind of the origins of this is really like we can't get through an episode of Big Brother without pausing it. And it ends up being like two hours long because we start talking strategy. We talk about... Um, if their move was smart, what we would have done, how it positions them in the house. So we like to think that we're a little bit different of a podcast because we're seeing, and it's great. I mean, we, you know, shout out to Jolene and all that. I mean, love we, we love the V B gossip and news and stuff, but we really, what our forte is, is the strategy, well, which is also kind of what the name is about. Is.
1: Your a sociologist and I'm a writer. We both have this intrigue in like what makes humans do what they do, what makes social groups do what they do. And like that really is interesting to us. We have a focus on that. Yeah. More so than I think.
0: Okay, um, we can cut this comment if we want, but I feel like we've bounced around from introductions and what this is and we've rambled for so long. I kind of want to like consolidate it. We could do it in the edit, but I also feel like even like that comment should be in the introductions of like why... You know what I mean? I
1: don't know. Let's just start the whole thing over. Really? It's over, Rob. Really? No, we can we can cut this. We can keep going. Like this, can, like we want them to know us too. Like we make mistakes, <laughs> yeah. guys. We make mistakes. We wouldn't on the show though. No, we might on the show. This is a mistake. We couldn't keep this whole thing.
0: What do you? Th- we just keep going. Let's just keep going. Okay. Okay. So anyway,
1: um, what it is not, and what it is. We've covered it. Okay. What's, our, what's No, our, we haven't.
0: We haven't? No. Okay, so let me take... So we've talked about what it is not, which is it's not like a news show, which is what makes us different, but what it is, is like mostly a strategy-based show, and that's kind of where our title comes from, is The Hidden House Gust, as we wanted something to kind of reflect like our fly on the wall mentality without taking the fly on the wall like Shapiro Productions copyright um but the the point is we are kind of like playing the game alongside um, the players and that's kind of what it's about So a regular episode which is not this one because we're still considering this preseason since like there hasn't been like a full week um, is we'll recap what happened. And then we're going to go through analysis, like the competition nominations. So like HOH and veto noms. Like we're going to the, the big basics
1: that. and maybe any big game moves. Like really just a really quick brief. It'll probably be like two minutes to three minutes tops covering what happened that week.
0: Yeah. So recap, ana- uh, analysis of like the comp nominations. Um, and then also maybe most importantly for us, strategy analysis, like social strategy analysis, the things that happen outside of the competitions but more of like, what are they doing to puppet master things, as Will would say. Um, and then we are also gonna have something called our player picks. We might call it something better later, but either way.
1: Our house guests that we follow. Yes,
0: both of us are gonna pick one house guest and like until they leave, and we might replace them if they leave early, but um, we'll pick one house guest to follow and kind of
1: play alongside of and focus our commentary on and maybe talk about what we would have done differently what we would have done instead of them and also if there is kind of like a driving narrative focus throughout the season around certain players or in the show um we might um Shift that to follow people that might have made a big game move, and and showcase that as well. And like talk about where they could have done it better, or where they where other people might have reacted better. Well, and that'll just come with our like strategy analysis. Exactly. It's not
0: going to be, but we will always focus on our player picks, which we'll reveal who
1: our picks are for the season in a bit. Another another big caveat to all of this is we watch the live feeds, and we are watching them this year. We don't really we really haven't in the in the past, but the show is p- mostly going to focus on the strategy that we see employed in the game from the edit of the producers. Meaning and the episodes on Meaning CBS. the episodes. And the main reason behind that is because covering everything that happens in the live feeds is too monumental of a task for us to talk about strategy-wise, but we're not going to not take that into consideration. Like, if things do happen and it doesn't get shown on the show, and it, if we think it's important enough to talk about, we'll probably talk about it a little bit. But for the most part, um, we're trying to keep it self-contained within that episode. The week and the week-long um, HOH reign.
0: Right. So major things that are revealed to us, um, sorry, major things that are revealed to us through like Reddit or Twitter or just spoilers that we keep up with feeds itself, we might bring to attention. But every little detail of actually, I heard that Danny said that she's not feeling good about it this hour, like we can't track all that. So um, we invite you, if you're listening to this, to you know treat this as a conversation like if there is something that's like majorly missing from how we're making our analysis we'd love to hear what your opinions are and what you heard that we didn't
1: yeah and um, i don't know if that involves like us starting a reddit or what that process is or anything like that but we'll figure, we'll figure out some way for you guys to get in contact with us
0: either way tldr we will kind of be talking about the feeds and obviously since this is a podcast on strategy and analysis there will be spoilers yeah so i mean i don't know who's listening to a big brother podcast that doesn't watch this show (laughs) so you're probably you know also (laughs) up to date but we will be talking about what happened in the show so so... know that like it's riddled with spoilers and because of the feeds we might know a little bit before uh we'll probably give you a warning though like spoiler alert or you know whatever a siren okay anyway should we get into our preseason fun
1: Yes, let's <laughs> okay. get into the fun.
0: This is okay. I I anticipate fully that this is gonna end up being like a two hour episode, and we're gonna have to cut. So, uh, bear with us.
1: I also don't even know how to tell how long we've been recording. Cause we for. get
0: real excited.
1: Those are beats. We're using GarageBand, so I don't even know how this is gonna work. So, you guys, either we're way, so unseasoned. It'll be it'll be like a two hour long uh, podcast. No, anyway, so habit. okay,
0: our <laughs> yeah, Christmas album. Um, our preseason fun is going to be we're going to do a general kind of cast reaction we're going to go through each member and just how we're feeling it Um, we also want to talk about who deserves it whether or not
1: that's it's possible (laughs) kind of two fronts the deserving factor is like were they a good player and also were they a good person and we look at We kind of look at both of those factors in terms of, like, who deserves it. Because there's a lot of players that we think deserve it based on their gameplay.
0: Oh, I thought who deserves it. We meant, like, who deserves to be on the season that isn't.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, Derek and Dan, we think, deserve to be on the show for their gameplay. But same with Paul. Not because they're a good person. Well, yeah, but like for example, Nicole Anthony wasn't the greatest. <laughs> you player. heard it here first,
0: people. Dan and Derek are not good
1: people. Um, no, that Nicole Anthony may not be the greatest player, but she got just reamed in her last season from the bullying, and I think deserves to be on it because she exemplified okay, okay, being okay, a good it, person. It, so um, we're still going to talk about all of the um, cast, but we might also deviate into some of that territory.
0: Okay. Um, We'll do some just basic alliance predictions of like where we think, uh, generally it's heading, Um, and then we'll reveal our player picks. Who are we are who we are going to follow? So Michael will do one, and I will do one, and so each episode he'll make commentary on his person. I'll make on mine.
1: There'll be a. It'll be exciting too.
0: It'll be exciting too because like maybe they're gonna work against each other or with each other, but that ebb and flow is gonna be fun to kind of like follow one person.
1: We'll see if it's fun. Um, okay, Christmas Abbott. <laughs>
0: that was so weird.
1: Christmas Abbott. How do we feel about her? Restart it, because I was breathing. Christmas because... Abbott. No, I was in the middle of
0: a sentence.
1: Christmas Abbott. Where how are we? <laughs> okay, feeling? Ready?
0: You gotta wait until I'm done with my sentence.
1: Christmas Abbott, how are we how are we feeling?
0: Um Okay. Christmas is someone who, like all of you, I was immediately so not excited. About. About it. Yeah, I was not excited about. I was like, okay, you know, the criminal charges and everything. But I gotta say, from a couple days of feeds, where I'm at now, Christmas is strong. She's social, like strong, like physically. She's social and I'm feeling a little bit better about her. I, there's a kind of a weird bonding, um like bonding over being a parent. <laughs> Um, and being older, that's happening in this season, that like we never get because we get usually like a way younger,
1: a way more younger single
0: cast. cast. And so it's kind of exciting to see like Christmas talking about her children and her divorce.
1: Um, I don't know as a player as a player though, not too excited. She was a final three breach with Paul, kind of calling the shots. Um, speaking of Paul, we do think that Paul deserves to be on the cast as as kind Wait, of put ne- that at the end. Well, I'm. Uh, we're talking about it because that's okay. Christmas season. Christmas made a final three without ever having to really make a move. She didn't really do anything. She didn't really, she didn't really. Um, it, the the her claim to fame is that she won a a foot race, but really that's Paul's claim to fame. Paul set it up to have her win. It wasn't. She that. did
0: get final three, being in a cast, which is pretty impressive. It's
1: impressive. It ruined her physical game, which was arguably. Her greatest... Which was her game. Her game. And and kind of the theme behind this season really does feel like redemption or revenge in terms of, like, people's claim to being a good Big Brother player. Yeah, and so I think like, that what this is... is Christmas redeeming herself to show, like, I actually could have played a lot better if exactly. I didn't have this happen to
0: me. Um, what do you have to prove is kind of, like, the theme we're seeing. And that's what Julie said, like, right before the announcement is, like, everyone is coming in here showing something to prove. So we think Christmas is something to prove is... Proving that, one, she doesn't need Paul to do well, and two, proving because she didn't get a chance to play, like, able-bodied right. for most of her season, because it was, like, right. week one.
1: So, not that I'm not super excited about her coming in, but I'm also, I think it is nice for her to have the chance to prove it. Wait, can you hold on? Yeah, let picking up? Probably. Our dog's chewing a bone next to us. Can you just throw that uh, away from her?
0: Here, come here, bear. Ready?
1: Go on up and chew. Hear it. Why up okay all cut right. and paste cut and paste all right next one is david david is an interesting pick and and again a very similar thing to what we talked about with nicole a little bit was that david evicted night one through a competition in which mickey put up only brown people and oh well, and cliff kemi jess david and cliff all and all other people that besides kemi Right, who volunteered to be the camp um, counselor. Sorry, she's licking my foot, and I can hear her pick up. We'll cut that and just go back and start at David. (laughs) Um, David. uh, Sorry. Was he a good player? Obviously not. Say David again. David. Was he a good player? Obviously not. He was out number one. And from that, he then showcased how good of a perceiver he was within the house when he was seeing all the moves being made where the power was shifting who was aligning with who and and while he was in camp comeback he was able to see where the those moves were being made
0: yeah I think David was someone who was so socially and mentally perceptive that like that's why I was excited for him to come back even though he was a week one like day one evicti um, was because he hit the nail on the head with understanding the alliance and wasn't able to play. So David's something to prove is like, I can use my mental strategy and actually be in the game.
1: Right. His, his um, unluckiness of going out so early, I think, really is his thing to come combat against. And
0: honestly, his something to prove, it's almost like mm, CBS has something to prove, which is like, sorry... We didn't even allow him to get voted out. We kicked him out from a comp. So
1: like, and a comp that he volunteered to like be the camp counselor, whatever they called it, and is like, and then Mickey puts him up. Yeah. So,
0: um, based on just what we've seen so far, he's kind of under the radar, but I think that's where he needs to be right now because coming out guns a blazing would be weird. So I have a good feeling of David. He's not like high profile in my. You know, people I'm really following, but I think he's he's a sleeper. We'll
1: but see. We'll see what he ends up doing because as of right now, he does seem like a deer in the headlights. He hasn't played any of the game. He's played yeah. less than anyone in the house. So of anyone to not really know what to do.
0: Poor David in the feeds. They were saying that in the morning that he woke up. Like everyone knows that the music wakes you up when. Um, it's the morning and they, they play music to make sure the house guests are up. And he heard it and he was like, Oh, this must be for
1: a competition. They're like, Nobody, this just happens. So, Which I'm surprised he never heard when he was in Camp com- Yeah, like, I don't You know what I mean? Like, that. that doesn't really make sense to me. But- I mean, but
0: if it was like a basically have not room, if they didn't have that, I don't know. Either don't know. way, excited to see what David could bring. Not expecting a ton, but just like love him as a, as a person. Yep. So really excited him.
1: to see if he can capitalize on what he, he could see and what he has shown that he has seen in the past season.
0: Yeah, and shout out for him too when I read his bio that he's like, he's most worried about, you know, like being away from America right now when there's just like, you know, this so much going civil on. Civil rights movement. He's saying like, what's going to happen for black America right now? Right. Like what what is going on? How can I miss that? So when we're talking about who's deserving... I want David to get something yeah, out of this. I don't care like, how
1: bad of a player the dude is. It's, it'd be nice to see him get further. Exactly. All
0: right. Um, Nicole Anthony. From the
1: same season. And Nicole is another person that we didn't really see her actually get to make any good moves and play any really good game. Her biggest move is that she aligned with Cliff and then eventually aligned with Mickey and Holly. And that took her and Cliff so far. And then you saw her make a mistake in trusting Mickey over Tommy in that final Mm -hmm. five scenario.
0: Nicole's maybe someone who like, so Michael and I talk about social gameplay on like a spectrum or a grid of like intentional to unintentional and then likable versus unlikable. I think Nicole's definitely someone who's unintentionally likable. Like she's not marketing or branding herself. She's just a good person. And I think that's a reason why we Special love her ed, too preschool
1: teacher like
0: and now she's just a podcaster i feel that life i'm a teacher and i'm like do i want to just and look sing, at get paid to talk
1: professional podcasters <laughs>
0: um but she you know she she's just like the most real i think especially if if you're like a longtime big brother fan too you recognize the trend of like Going to Instagram recruit like you know recruits of like Instagram models and yep. younger people who don't know the game. And Nicole's a super fan and she's just like real and it's it's nice because she's a casting decision that reminds me of the times of casting people like yeah you know, I don't know
1: season two Kevin three, yeah. Lydia um, season two, uh, funky, funky I don't know you know just
0: like people that aren't like hot nineteen year old kids <laughs> but right. like. You know, I'm not saying Nicole's not hot. She's working it, actually. But I'm just saying, like, that's not the only thing about her. Right. Absolutely. Anyway, that wasn't even really about her game. Her, I, I think she's doing a great job socially from what we've seen, like, from feeds so far. Of getting in, at least way better than she was last season. Of, like, getting in with who's, you know,
1: who are the heavy hitters in the house And we're right seeing now. her talking to Janelle and Kayser a lot. Yeah. And it seems like Hell that's where yeah. she's heading. But the thing about that is... She's, she's picking an alliance that's going to offer her a pretty good shield. And it's kind of what she did last time. She's appearing as a non-threat. But she is one of the people that made it into that first competition. Yeah. So it's interesting to see how she's going to actually use that to her advantage or not. Excited to see her play. I think she deserves to be there from a hmm. personal standpoint.
0: That's also something we're wondering kind of like outside of um, cast reaction for a second is just with the competitions... A lot of these people are from older seasons that had competitions that were way less physical like their comps were way more like social memory based or like test of wills based think like the pressure cooker or like you know how who has three kids how many people have two kids or whatever and so i'm wondering if they're gonna just ramp it up to be as physical but if not and if they kind of go more old school with the comps which they might have to because of covid nicole can be a real contender i agree Alright, Danny,
1: Donato, or real quick before we jump there, let's I wanna just real uh look at the season that David and, and Nicole came from. Some people that deserve to be there. I think Mickey deserves to be in the conversation with an all-star cast. I think Mickey deserves to be there in uh in the conversation with an all-star cast because probably the best competitor we've seen in a really long time. Up there with Janelle level of wins. Like a crazy level of competition.
0: Yeah, we wanna acknowledge that I know there's a lot of rumor or i mean truth maybe about like production helping him we've seen it with like that one competition where they were kind of yelling out what he was doing wrong we know about cookies in the the shower no watermelon
1: (laughs) the watermelon um, um
0: despite that i mean and i mean that's that's bull if that did happen and we recognize that but without anything confirmed like you you do have to admit that like despite him being just like kind of a white aggro fragile masculinity boy like he
1: is a good game player he's a good game player and and his move the one move that was all season the only move of that season was his move to use tommy's lie or to use tommy's words against him in a lie to nicole and cliff and convince them that tommy was doing the same thing to them honestly kind of brilliant brilliant and used eavesdropping which i'm a i'm a big fan of people eavesdropping yeah that's Um, like
0: that's like Simple tools, gameplay <laughs> like, um,
1: so I think Mickey deserves to be in the conversation, whether he comes back or not doesn't really matter to me. but I think he deserves deserves to be talked about. Um and other people from that season, there's I mean, maybe Tommy? Anal lice. Anal no, that that was well, she was that season, but
0: do you guys think that she was brought on the season just because of Brett's joke,
1: anal lice? Probably. But I can't think of anyone else from that season that really played the game in a way that we talk about yeah. as a good game player. So yeah. that covers that.
0: I mean, like, you got to love Cliff, but it was, like, clumsy
1: compared to... Talking to the feeds and having Christy over here, I'm like, absolutely, huge mistake. Yeah. Also trusting Mickey, a showmance over an individual, Tommy.
0: Yeah. I want to acknowledge that Cliff Hogg, although Nicole Anthony loves him, Single handedly ruined Nicole's game at the end and by that making might, that decision and Nicole going with him. That
1: might be another reason why they asked her back is because her game was ruined through her alliance with Cliff.
0: Yeah, maybe something to prove for Nicole is like, I can be a good person and a still, good game yeah, all oh, good game player. Yeah, totally. Can you hear that? Hold on.
1: Now I can. That was weird. Um, <laughs> So Danny, Danny Donato, seasons Eight, fourteen, and now twenty-two. Three seasons. Um, Yeah. Now we haven't gone back to rewatch eight, and so we don't. Fourteen. No. No. Yeah, she wasn't a coach. It was was like thirteen, right? Thirteen or twelve with Jeff, Brennan, Rachel, and Dick. Yes. so, 13. we haven't gone back to watch season 8, so we don't really have her first season in mind when we're talking about her. Michael but, saw
0: it a long time ago, but he was really young,
1: and I haven't seen
0: her first season, so yeah, take this with a grain of salt.
1: But She's probably the player we know the least about from her first season, but in her second season, she was the only one willing to make moves against the super returner alliance of Jeff, Jordan, Brendan, and Rachel. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she probably should have waited a little bit longer before starting to, to reel that kind of stuff out. She probably would have made it a little bit further, Yeah, but... In the end, she's a great mental strategist. She's a great physical competitor. Mm-hmm. We see, we saw her in that season come back after being targeted by Jeff, winning an endurance comp against everybody else, and saying, here I am ready to play. I
0: have faith in Danny just because of her love of the game. I mean, I think like what I've realized about her is that like she takes this game seriously, and she comes to play. And I know that means different things for people, and coming to play could be being very overt and winning every competition and getting in people's face. And it could also be looking like you're not playing at all undercover like you know Derek or Ian or whatever but um when she comes to play like she wants to make big moves and so for better or worse I'm excited for her on this season because as of right now I mean from what we saw in the feeds I don't know like at this very time if things have changed probably but the big concern was like everyone's so nice and everyone's so legendary that no one wants to take the first shot and I have faith in her that she's going to like stir the pot a little. she's willing to play yeah
1: Um, I also think in terms of our kind of like, what does she have to prove arc for her that she can win and play without her dad. Yeah. Um, And I could be getting this wrong again. It's been a long time since I've seen her season. But from what I remember is that Dick was really the social manipulator of, of that Alliance. And she was really the competitor and the brains. So if she can do that and use her social skills to get people to do what she wants in this game, it kind of shows her growth away from that because she wasn't able to do that necessarily I, in, in 13.
0: I think from this season, she and Janelle are tied for like most comp wins or veto wins or something within a season as the most. Sure. Um, so when we're talking about comp queens, Danny's definitely one of them.
1: Cody? Cody. Um, Thank God it's not Paulie yeah. <laughs> Poor Polly in Paul.
0: Montana. <laughs>
1: But we feel for him, made some mistakes his season, uh, started out as like the golden Captain America of his season and turned into a misogynistic, racist boy. Uh, but sorry, his brother, his brother, Cody, did great in his season, making final two. Biggest mistake was taking Derek to the finals. But in my opinion, when you're that loyal mm-hmm. to someone and, and you guys worked for so long, mm-hmm. are you really willing to, to sacrifice that money to ensure that you and your buddy take right. the money? Maybe cody's thing to prove is definitely that he can play on his own without derek and that he was a contributing member to the Hitmen. Yes. like people always give the credit to derek but like he said in, in even the first couple of days he was the one getting intel he was the one with the social game even though derek's social game is great he was the one that had to, to had to make some moves it wouldn't it wouldn't have been possible without the two of them and i believe that i believe I, that I cody
0: was i i think the edit of the main show didn't give cody enough credit but i think yep that 100%. Cody you know did that now, now here's spoiler alert right now because it's about woo, feeds woo, 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 spoiler. Spoiler. watch out skip wow, skip wow. a 15 second or two yeah um but Cody when he was talking to uh I think Kaiser they were talking about like you know people say that, like oh I totally regret it that I just handed Derek the W and like I should have taken Victoria it was the stupidest decision but like at the end of the day do I want to give like my guy who I knew was coming here for his daughter like do I want to give him the money or do I want to to this girl I never formed a relationship with who didn't right play. And so like Cody it's it's what makes me love him and also makes me skeptical that he's gonna be like really gunning for it because he's admitting once again that it's like at the end of the day he's gonna be like loyal to morals and we're people that I mean no
1: morals none of them well, we don't have them
0: Well we're people that like when it comes to the game, I mean, like, I'm a very, very emotional and sensitive person, but when it comes to the game, I like to think of it in the way that Dan talks about it, which is you put your name and your morals at the door, you check it. You check who you are at the door, and you're in to play a game. And so you're not you anymore. 100%. And so, like, when Cody's saying, like, at the end of the day, am I happy because he's a good guy? Like, I am not convinced that he will not make that mistake again if he's in it for the money. For sure. So great game player but maybe too loyal for his own good still
1: and we'll talk a little bit probably about this with nicole too but i think that from his his season Derek is the most deserving to come back for all stars probably one of the best games we've ever seen and i know there's some controversy whether or not his season was tough we are adamant that his season was difficult with beast mode cowboy and frankie not only being social or uh, physical beast but frankie's social game and knowledge of the game Derek was able to do that under those noses. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I definitely think Frankie is someone, from his gameplay, even though he threatened his followers to come and harass the people in the house, um, deserves to come back from his gameplay. Beast Mode Cowboy from his comp wins. Um, Even, you know... Maybe not Zach Rance for his social game, but like... Well,
0: I was going to say Zach is someone who's like a house guest or like an America's favorite. And also like the house guests just like looked at him for like like humor and levity. So I sure. think maybe like, you know, in a regular kind of a dud season, Zach would be a threat, which is maybe a testament to say that there were a lot of strong people on his cast.
1: And Cody getting as far as he did in that season, I think is another testament to his gameplay. Yeah. Is that him and, him and Derek making Final Two, crazy.
0: And good for Cody for showing Christine like how real men treat women.
1: Nice, 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 nice. Um, okay, Kevin. Kevin. Um Kevin. Little little sneak peek. Um, Kevin's one of my favorite people on this cast right now. I think that he is a sleeper for how good of a player he is. Um, on his season, he really only he was the only one that made a, a move the entire season when him and Natalie lied about Russell going to turn on Jeff, um, and then we see Jeff turn on Russell, which allowed Natalie. And Kevin to stay in the game. Yeah, now, I mean, Kevin finishes final three. Jordan and Natalie go to the finals. Jordan wins because Natalie didn't play the game. Um, and we see Kevin's arc here is to prove himself is that he should have been the one on the final two stage. He had an argument to be made for why he should have won, and one of the better social players. Even though he started out as an offbeat, whatever that's supposed to mean, <laughs> he really was on the beat for every social move that was happening. Oh yes, nice, okay, nice.
0: Kevin controversial statement maybe but of that season kevin's the only one who really knew how to play the game intelligently yeah and he did to the best of his ability with a terrible alliance
1: and kind of a not fun cast (laughs) yeah
0: sorry jeff and jordan stanners i mean you gotta love them for who they are but like King Kevin's coming for the win, maybe. King
1: Kevin's coming for the win, maybe. If he can survive this <laughs> maybe. week, we'll see. Um, this is like I'm,
0: backing up on statement. <laughs> King Kevin King for the win,
1: maybe. maybe. Um, I, I do think Kevin potentially has the social game to get things done and see things. If he can survive the first three weeks, I think he can float to the end, much like an Erica situation from BB7. I think he also has a better mind frame for who to take to the end and start implementing that implementing that before Erica started to think of that way Mm -hmm. um but yeah so it's nice to see kevin coming back
0: what does kevin have to prove i mean
1: he was a final three he deserved he deserved final two and he deserves to be talked about in in this yeah
0: i think that's almost it too is like kevin deserves to be on the radar because i know when things came out kevin was one of the names that a lot of people were like wait who is he who is he
1: who's this guy and it's like i don't
0: remember remember? and he he was in the shadow of jeff and jordan because everyone was like you know america's sweethearts we love jeff and jordan
1: but once again also, didn't Kevin get into a fight with someone and like held his own in the same way that like Reagan talked back to Rachel? Yeah, it was like, that
0: it was that douchey surfer guy who was like oh, yeah. talking about like calling him brown or something, and he was like, the he race was straight Brendan. up racist. Race and Brendan. Kevin, yeah,
1: yeah. It so another rough. reason why I like him, he stands up so for himself and the people around him, and, and I respect that. Um, and I just
0: gotta say, I wish there wasn't like a token gay. Like, why can't we have more inclusivity of the LGBT? Plus community. Well, and
1: Reagan's one of our favorite players. And it, we know you've you've yeah, kept up with he, him a little bit. He He's not gonna play again. He hasn't but, watched
0: since season fifteen, but Reagan. But he deserves to be in the oh, conversation. I love you, and you look so much like um what's his name?
1: Um Jason Statham. No,
0: no, no. Garth in Wayne um <laughs> Wayne's world. Garth. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Who plays I him? I haven't seen the
0: picture. Yeah, dude, he looks <laughs> I love. Okay, anyway.
1: Tyler. Tyler. <sighs> Tyler um,
0: looking like a whole thing of ramen noodles in this picture.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. The That's ramen not a true boy. Shade. I love Tyler, Tyler's hair. Tyler is great. Now, I think Tyler played one of the best social games we've seen in the last season. Um, Level 6 Alliance is arguably... Level 6... We're just not going to cut those and just leave them in there and just see what it sounds like. Um... Tyler played one of the arguments.
0: Shit. Ripley's panting and you can hear it. It's like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you hear deep breathing, it's not us freaking out. It's our dog. dog. Um, Tyler, with his level six alliance, I think the level six alliance is comparable, if not better than the brigade. And he said it. I said it. Uh, Tyler, uh, although he made a lot of final twos, which some might say are not as um, strategic, but um well oh make we have so many more people we need to go faster well how long has it been do you know i don't know but i think it's been at least half an hour that's fine um so tyler uh physical beast uh probably the strongest social game in the house he makes everyone like him makes everyone his friend and i think that that is crazy strong other people from this cast that deserve to be from this season casey but casey played the nice guy to tyler's social moves and i think that when we talk about casey casey was supposed to be on this cast potentially had covid don't know <laughs> i um, want to
0: put a disclaimer of what we're saying with this too is as a reminder like we said before we didn't watch the live feeds for these seasons so if you know a lot about someone's game that was exclusively from live feed content we're really speaking from production show edit. show edit and so like we'd love to hear if you're like actually tyler's awful or whatever but like we again we're just speaking from what we've been shown by the episodes
1: right um and and my favorite player from the season was brett who tried to make a move with tyler against the girls didn't realize that tyler had a higher allegiance to sorry she's just a snorty girl um to angela and casey (laughs) our podcast art should just be ripley's head instead
0: just kidding you did a beautiful job it's fine
1: no it's fine <laughs> um but going uh, jumping out a little bit from tyler is that bailey's on this season and and it's interesting that she got thrown on there with tyler i feel like playing such a better game than her
0: if you ask me i think tyler is a good representation
1: <laughs> bless, <you. laughs> bless you i
0: think tyler's a good re- thank you i think tyler's a good representation like what
1: don't stop putting your ring down <laughs> Just Sorry. keep it on.
0: I know, but it's hot and it's sticking on my skin. <laughs> then leave it there. I want to fidget. Okay, Tyler. Um, we also play Dungeons and Dragons, so Tyler reads to me like a, a human, like species. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is he's he's like level. St- he's he's well balanced and well rounded. He's got like higher than average stats of everything. He's got good stats. Like he's he's physically pretty good. He's socially very trusted. He's strategically really sound. And so I think he's just like well-rounded. And so people are saying like, oh, he wasn't even that good. All I did was promise final twos. If- the fact that he won those competitions to stay in power and that he had enough strategy to like- And influence. Not, yeah, to not uh, cross over and accidentally like spill his beans to someone. And socially enough to have people literally, or not literally, but like genuinely trust him. I think he's one of the strongest people in this
1: house. And we talk about what what power, where power is derived from in the Big Brother house, and it's from influence. And you look at that final six scenario. Tyler had influence over Sam, JC, Brett, Casey, and Angela. He had five of the six people, everyone in the house, picking him in as his number one. From Same, about
0: final six, he could have made it to final two with almost
1: any option. Any situation. Similar to what happened with Andy Heron. Yeah. And why he should be considered for... Yes. This as well.
0: Tyler knows how to secure the bag.
1: He knows how to secure the bag. Um, There was something else I wanted to say about Tyler.
0: What does Tyler need to prove? That he deserved the win. Um, He's yeah, a final he two win. the final, win. Win. final two. People call it Tyler's season for a reason. Sorry, Casey. I mean, I loved Casey and I loved how... I think she's just as deserving,
1: but... Um, In season 21, when Tyler came back, I don't know who said it. It was either Nick or Cliff or someone was like, man, you deserve to win. Maybe it was... uh. uh Send it, that guy, Sam. Sam. Maybe it was him that said he's like, you deserve the win, and it's like, a little bit, yeah. He made more moves. While well, we're happy with Casey's win because she did play, and we're getting way ahead of ourselves. But like the, the way we break down social game is intentional use of personality and unintentional use of personality. And Tyler used his intentionally, yeah. whereas we think Casey was just likable. And in the end, we think we value right. We think we value Tyler's game more at the, at the end of that day.
0: Yeah. Uh. Well said. Okay, Bailey. Bailey, I have gone really back and forth when I've I've kind of had like a tumultuous relationship with it because I mean, obviously at the start of this, everyone looks at Bailey and they just have burned in their minds her blo- her bloody tongue,
1: bloody mouth, uh, yelling. You have
0: made my life. Oh hell.
1: Um, not to diminish but her. But was the there. strongest person in the Fauteuil Alliance? Maybe besides Haley. But Haley sacrificed her game uh-huh. for Bailey with those hacker comps. Yeah. When the reveal. So Bailey had the mental ability to see what was going on, knew what was happening, but just couldn't get shit done. Bailey needs to prove that she can play this uh,
0: level-headed and without Swaggy. Right. Um, I'm loving Bailey as I'm watching her in the feeds. I've like talked she's, to Michael about how I feel like she...
1: Is doing the best reconnaissance for yeah, social Yeah, like She's talking social
0: in the work. way that I feel like i would in the house like i'm a very like social person and she just like doesn't give it up and for me that means like she's working hard like she's getting information from each person she's not getting comfy with one group she's making bonds with everyone from enzo to yeah she's putting in the work that's cool, necessary you know, she knows whatever. the game
1: and maybe her time on the the whatever the mtv challenge game Challenger. no maybe her time on that show has helped her kind of round out how she's supposed to play big brother hopefully yeah In terms of the cast list, I don't mean to be rude, but she's the one I'm least excited for playing. And it's because I just didn't see any moves happen from her that were successful from her season. But I'm really excited for her, especially in the context of what black women are put into in this show, Mm -hmm. is that they're they're driven into a corner of what they have to be. And we saw that, especially with Candyland Candace. Yep where and kemi Ugh. and kemi where they're expected to be this angry yeah, black like every woman black
0: woman i mean i you know you think back to season two when mike boogie and will are like directing the like the you know for video monica that they did the or angry. whatever and they're like all right monica be this angry black woman who's ghetto like so i think like a big challenge for bailey and for devon unfortunately is like having to live like in a white lens and like live under the like social norms and expectations of like white people who get the way that they're supposed to interact and so bailey and devon are going to come off as just like aggressive or emotional or whatever just because of the way that
1: they interact but for for one of the first times ever i think we have two black women on the show it's one of the most diverse casts we've seen even though it is predominantly white it is nice to see though that like bailey and devon aren't going to be blamed for being this like out of control black woman in in this house and i'm
0: real excited okay spoiler But I heard that uh Bailey Devon, Bailey and Devon have talked about their like Black Girl Magic Alliance and that they want to maybe get David in.
1: And uh that'd be awesome.
0: That's so exciting to me. Yeah. Um, I just I love the power (laughs) shifting that way. So I'm I'm really excited about Bailey. Um, I think she's really good at connecting with people. It's just like can she use that in a strategic way? Yep. Okay,
1: Nicole Franz. Nicole F., um, the the runner of the show, all 16 house guests. Corey. Nicole Franz. <laughs> Christmas Cory. Um, Christmas Cory. Oh, yeah, Christmas Cory. Yeah. Sorry, I'm thinking Christmas Abbott. Christmas
0: Abbott. Christmas Abbott.
1: Nicole F., uh, really divisive for fans, but I think in the end, it, it's evident from her season uh, in 16 when she turns to Derek and goes, You're playing as good of a game as Dan. In the middle of the season her self-awareness of that is incredible to, to know that derek was playing that kind of game and then for the next week D- derek to immediately try and get her out
0: i haven't thought about this until right now but it's like i i think nicole is kind of a good example of like people love to build people up just to tear them down, is, like, the thing that Nicole was loved for was, one, being, like, awkward, not, like, super hot, confident, like, sexy girl, but just, like, a cute girl from Ubly. Like, she was, you know, like, more down-to-earth. That's what she was liked for, and for being a super fan. And, like, now that she's kind of had success with it, and she won the game, and she's branded that, people hate her for it. They're like, oh, you're so annoying. Like, stop with your shtick. And so I think, like, you know... She gets a little bit of, like, money to be able to get, like, a nicer haircut and clothes and, like, be on Instagram and people hate her suddenly. And so, like, I don't know. I'm not, like, Nicole's number one fan because we are, like, lovers of strategic gaming. We are lovers of people who, like, do not sleep to be able to play and, like, think of, like, a dance funeral kind of situation. Like, how can you manipulate people to get what you want? And I don't really feel like I saw a lot of that in Nicole, but I think she has a good like come upper story, you know, like
1: n- Nicole plays the game kind of like a classic, like n- below the next level of game player. She's perfected like the B squad setup of like making alliances, being a good person. She's like, in my opinion, just less a less strong version of Tyler.
0: Yeah. So 100% when Nicole is trying to prove with this season is that she, she win actually deserves to win and that it wasn't actually Paul's season um and I think like you know the thing is like she did do a lot (laughs) um it's just that like Paul and maybe this is giving credit to Paul's like DR stuff because we're big believers in like it's not intentional unless you tell us you know what I mean like Nicole could pull off this amazing gameplay but we're just thinking like oop it was luck if unless she's going into the DR or telling someone like on the feeds like This is my plan, you know, because if it wasn't intentional, like if it's his master plan, you're going to tell us. But if it's not, you're just gonna be like, oops, fell into me. And so I think that's kind of what Nicole's gameplay has been is like, she's gotten extremely lucky and handled her luck. Well, she's also played with
1: showmances every season that she's been on.
0: Right. And so like, I get it. I get it. I would totally be crying too. But like night one, she's crying because she misses Victor. Like, I wonder if she can, she has to prove she can do it without a showmance.
1: Right. Absolutely. Okay, Memphis. Uh, a very similar situation to Nicole, actually, with the final two breach. But in this time, instead of winning it and deserving the win, Memphis has to prove that, like his seven to zero vote against Dan, he's kind of like Cody too.
0: We're here for a Memphis and Cody team up. That'd be cool, but I don't know if
1: it's going in that direction. But he does. He is trying to prove that. Hey, I was a part of this great alliance called the Regulators, and I was there for it. But. I it's don't The think... renegades. Oh, yeah. The regulators was a bad alliance. That was the. I don't even remember who they are. I know they were one of them. Like either way. The... Yeah. Uh, Memphis, well, I think played less of a pivotal role in the renegades than Cody did in the hitmen. Memphis does have something to prove in that he did play the game, got to the final two, and can make it there again.
0: Memphis is just here for one vote. <laughs> Gotta give it up for Daddy Memphis. He's waking up in the morning, making his pot of making joe, coffee. cleaning things up. You Talking know, I, I really think, like, Memphis in this age and stage of life is, like, able to kind of work at more than hot-headed, hot-headed young, headed Memphis. young Memphis.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I like to see that. I'd like to see him he get has. Further.
0: He still has a stubbornness, but now he's, like, a man who has restaurants <laughs> a business daddy he's a business daddy so you know he can back it up he's but again a kid with a fedora
1: <laughs> right we talk about kind of like these older cast members that may have been alternates coming in and memphis seems like the alternate that came in in replacement of josh or casey memphis
0: is the most exciting
1: alternate for me yeah i agree i agree
0: all right enzo the meow meow
1: the meow meow uh the social glue of the um brigade the pro- progenitor, I don't even know how to pronounce that. This, the one who initiated the brigade, his big claim to fame <laughs> is he made it to final three, but got unlucky with that final comp. Hayden and Lane end up going to the final two.
0: Enzo, someone who came into the house and I was like, he's going to get eaten alive. And then within like an hour of feeds, I was like, whether intentional or not, Enzo is such like natural social lubricant that like this dude's going to take it all. Like yeah, I just, I have high
1: hopes for
0: I, I keep on talking about like he says in the feeds. He said it like a million times. He's like, "That's what I'm saying, man." And I'm like sitting over here thinking about like, "Oh, that's a brilliant phrase to say to someone." Because what you're saying when you're telling someone, "That's what I'm saying," is, "I agree with you," and, I like I you have articulated it so well that like. I trust you to understand what I mean. You know, like it's a yeah. huge bonding thing, and he says that over and over. Like we just hear him saying that to like every single person, and then they just like feel closer to Enzo. They're like, he's a real good guy. And it's like, I don't know if he's doing that intentionally. I you know, I doubt he like sat there in the beginning and was like, I'm gonna say these words. Right, no. He is just the kind of person he is, and yep. I think it's like he's beloved. We talk about like in a cast, who does well is like who's able to be like bring that social levity is like you know will who made the slip and slides dan who was the coach during competitions like who's the person that's going to make the house fun so that at the end of the day you don't want them to go that's enzo all the way
1: absolutely and i i think too in in relation to everybody being here so so hard at uh, completely phrase this wrong everyone else being so kind of like game driven enzo's levity is going to pay off tremendously
0: I definitely think so. You think about like Danny scheming in side rooms and they're all being really intense about it. Mm -hmm. Enzo's ability to just like laugh it off at the end of the day, even though he's taking it seriously, you know, but him saying like, oh, it is, you know, it is what it is, whatever. Let's have some fun. He's going to fly under the radar and go pretty far, I
1: believe. I agree. Um, Janelle, we don't really know why she's on this cast. She's not a very big player. Uh, No, she's, she's Miss BB, queen. Queen BB. Uh, the best competitor of all time um
0: here's the thing i (laughs) i just want to say i love janelle for like really mostly personal reasons because like if you ask me objectively like what kind of big brother player i like i don't really care about like physical competitions and i want someone to be more like of a mental strategist And I don't think she's good at that. No. I think she, like, just kind of, like, takes what... She's really good at... She's good at mental strategy. She's great at, like, controlling her emotions.
1: Right. Because she doesn't feel them.
0: Yeah. Because she's robot Janelle. And she's great at beasting it out in competitions. But you just, like, you love to see it in, like, a misogynistic house. Especially at the time that she was playing. You know? Like, it was, like, you know, she was the buxom blonde and that's all she's good for. And for her to just, like, flip the script and be, like, a total badass. Yeah. That's why I love Janelle. Um, I'm worried if the competitions are way more physical that she's actually not going to do so well because we went back and looked at our comps and they're all really season seven.
1: We I, haven't watched. Yeah, we six haven't seen yet. six.
0: So I, you're going to be like, why do you think she's a queen? Whatever. But um she they're really not that her. physical,
1: right? She's a, she's really strong mentally and and being able to do that. And I think she's also strong mentally for strategy. But I just don't think she is the social game to be able to get people to do it. They yeah they don't want to do but either way
0: what does janelle have to prove that on her fourth time on big brother she can win she can win
1: made final three in season six
0: this is a make it or break it season like if she loses four seasons she's like kind
1: of she's trying to reclaiming her
0: reputation of like actually one of the best
1: didn't even make jury in season 14 yeah so absolutely she has something to prove but i
0: think she's out for blood this time um it does worry me because spoiler alerts but in the feed i feel like she's just been a little more reserved she's hanging out with the older crowd she's not doing a lot to get in with the
1: younger kids and that does worry me but well, it's because in 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 Big Brother early seasons, it's it's uh, make an alliance and then it's you against the other side of the house.
0: Yeah, and that's the way she plays, and that's she's not she used plays. to the like sneakiness necessarily yep. of the new seasons.
1: We compared her to like a mother lion, just sitting in her like pride and letting the people come to her. Completely. She's not she's not moving around. She's not instigating any kind of game talk. But here's with other the thing:
0: people. she does it exquisitely because. Sure spoiler alert spoiler alert she wins safety well kaiser wins safety and gives it to her but here's mama janelle you know like threatened and maybe gonna be put up and what does she do nothing she she doesn't have to do anything because she gets the comp given to her and she gets safety she gets to sit in her den and look down at all of her minions and her punishment is to wear a literal star because she is a star. Like, it's just Queen Janelle. She gets what she wants. So it's like, I don't know what kind of energy she's putting out in the universe, but she's some kind of, like, sorceress. Very lucky. Who just makes things happen for yeah. her. So we'll see if she can pull it off this season.
1: Um, going from Queen Janelle, let's go King Kayser. Um uh. Again, probably one of the better <laughs> strategists who never won the game. Um, but again, it's because he doesn't have the social game to back up and, and we've seen more of a social game than ever before, I think, from him. People love him. People are talking about how much they, they think he's a great guy. But they've always known that. He's always been a great guy. But he can't make a move to get someone to do something that they don't want to do.
0: Hayes, okay, so there's this great mix of this, like, soft paternal energy and just, like, a fire that's ready to roar. You know, like, and I think that, again, might be a good mix for this season.
1: Um I mean, he's one of my favorite players of all time.
0: He's way more social than past, again, I didn't see six, but I know he From played seven. pretty similarly, six and seven. Um, so on seven, you know, like he was maybe loyal to a fault. He was maybe a little too trusting in his alliance. And although I still think he's probably a pretty loyal person, as he talked about with Cody, like, I don't know. I think all you hear people say is like, I love k Um, so, you know, might work out for him.
1: If Janelle and Kayser can learn from their kind of rigidity of how they approach the game, I think they can make it really far. Yeah. But I I think that same thing with Kayser he's been on, this is his third time. I think he's been eliminated pre-jury both times. And I think a lot of people look at his gameplay and go, he's so strong. We have to get him out early on. And if he can make it to jury to me, that's even a success for him. He's been talking so much about, uh, I come into this game and know that like if I win, if, if that's the only measurement of success is, is a win, then I know that I'm going to lose because like the chances are I'm not going to win. So if I come in with a different goal or other goals, I view that as a success. Mm-hmm. For me, I think Kayser's success is making it to jury, not getting stuck in that rigidity, and showcasing that he does have the social prowess to make things happen.
0: Although I do just got to say, I mean, how easily they fall into their old ways because Kayser's like you know i i'm seen as a big threat maybe after lay low what does he do he goes for safety and, gives and it to Janelle. yeah like wins it exposes his alliance which everyone knew he would love janelle but like automatically pits him against cody right um so when we're talking about kaiser trying to not play hard i don't know if he's capable of it
1: let's move to devon love devon we love her um we think that she we talk about like you know what are they trying to prove oh my god she has a
0: horrible read already of this season really yes like again i've i've seen like a little bit of the feeds but everything that is happening devon's talking to people and is like i so don't think that's happening like you know she's talking to janelle and kaiser about like i really don't think people love you so much i don't think that that's going to happen and then like cody was going for them and then you know she's sure. saying like to Keisha. so her reads have actually been really bad but i
1: which is where we gave her her strengths yeah. before is that she can read the game she can see the so the moves but she can't socially make things change and um we think that she was kind of cheated out of her second season because she i believe and again it's been a while since we've seen this one she blew up on frank because he slapped her butt and we've talked about this kind of like angry black woman stereotype that people have to fall into as soon as she emotes or reacts in any kind of level of emotion in the house, people are going to immediately assign her as this angry black mm-hmm. woman. And we think that part of her game in that season was similarly stolen from her, kind of like how Cliff, Cliff's alliance with Nicole stole it away from her. Davon kind of got cheated out of that second season because of this interaction. and And, you know, when someone's getting bullied in the house or someone's having their butt slapped, it's like, do you stand up and do the right thing, or do you let that go so that you can get further socially? And this was an instance where Devon's not going to take it. She's not going to allow Frank to slap her butt, regardless of what the context of that situation is, and it ruins her game. So her coming isn't back,
0: that just a snapshot of freaking women in America?
1: Is like the Big Brother house. It's a microcosm. Yeah, absolutely. That's why we love the game, though. It represents so much from outside.
0: Yeah absolutely i mean we don't love to see that but like we we love to see that like of a reality show this is one that is indicative of the social structures and power that are in america so yeah devon
1: devon we're excited she's not she has a lot to prove really her whole game has to be proven here
0: yeah yeah i mean i think devon has just been a fan favorite because of who she is but not what game she's played so i think She's proving that she can play a game and not just mm-hmm. be a likable person. Because we also, know we love her. We she just also watches the show.
1: Yeah, she knows what go- she knows how to play the game. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, Keisha.
1: Keisha, um, more so than I-, I think, she's one step ahead of Bailey in my book in terms of who, in quotes, deserves to be here. Keisha made final four. She aligned with Dana Memphis, but she never really made a move. She didn't really know what was going on, in- to us, like how we saw it, but. Um, She was a fan favorite, people liked her, and and that's about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Keisha, to me, I'm sorry, I love her. She's simple, she was an alternate, I don't know how much she really wants to be here. I'm so excited to see her, it's like really cool to hear her laugh, like, what,
1: 12 years later,
0: and see her in Memphis, like, I love it for the sake of that, I don't know if I have super high hopes for her getting far. Right um but
1: as a fan of the show you love to see her yes comeback. i just
0: like yeah having keisha back i'm like so proud of production for going that far kind of like what cody said in his live that you know, of like oh kaiser you had to really go back far for him i'm like yeah thank god because like this indicates to us kind of like a shift in production giving Hopefully. us what we want instead of just like really upping like production really upping like feeding them lines and all that stuff. So like Keisha being on here, that's legit.
1: Um it's also interesting cuz like we talk about the alternates. It was rumored that Josh and Casey would be on, and if Memphis and Keisha are the ones to replace them, I would take that any day In of the heartbeat. week. Absolutely. I'd like to see Casey come back and play, but if I can see Memphis and Keisha play, I'd rather see them play. Me too. Um so yeah, let's the last person on the list. Ian Terry. My boy Ian. Ian is an enigma um we thought maybe uh you know his thing to prove is that he won his season against dan and he deserves it
0: yeah i mean dan is the greatest player of all time if you ask me so like does he deserve it was it a vote against dan for not from a bitter jury to not get a million dollars or was it a vote for ian he needs to prove that this is a vote for ian
1: and after kind of reviewing a little bit of ian's footage he did have a great speech he won a lot of comps he made a lot of strategic moves when it was necessary ian is a good player yeah. And I think I, in any uh, other season, he is very much so hundred The strongest was say, player that season. Like
0: bring the quack pack, which is really like it's a simple move, but it was very effective. Like it was to the right people. Yep. Making the move against Boogie when he did. Like he made making the move
1: against Frank, making yes, the move he he did it he, at the right he time. He
0: did courageous things often in his season, still flying under the radar, but making heavy hits. Like he I won think when he played to. a to. game.
1: He won when he needed to. Yeah, absolutely. He played a great game. Now so, the problem, though, it's
0: like what you're saying is like if it was any other season. I mean, like if you exist in the season of Dan's funeral, you're gonna be shadowed. Just yeah, completely shadowed. But like any other season, Ian would be like a genius. It's just that he happened to be playing with Dan Geesling, and I'm sorry, but no one
1: goes for the goat. Um, Dan, I love you. Uh, Will Will's a better player than Dan, but um... <laughs> oh,
0: I had... Dan Geesling was in my dream again last night.
1: Do not tell our audience on the first day of recording <laughs> Dan Giesling you were in my dream <laughs> You had a dream about Dan Giesling Um Ian I think Guys Dan Giesling Instagram
0: messaged me I mean no I messaged him And he responded with one emoji but I
1: okay, think that anyway. says it
0: all Anyway uh, <laughs> Ian,
1: Ian uh, what, what, Let's cut all that um, Ian, No it's gonna be in no. there Ian, Ian is a good player But I think part of the Finesse that Ian employed and a similar thing with Derek is that he was underestimated his first season So when he comes in, he's kind of like this awkward guy awkward college boy People don't take him seriously And so he makes it really far off of that and then can prove that he's a good player later on Same thing with Derek and maybe a reason why Derek might not play again is that his his strategy only works once I have to lay low subterfuge Adapt to my enemy and become them and then take them out one by one now that people know that that's their game even though Ian comes across as a little awkward and doesn't really know how to handle himself socially, people are going to know he's using that to his advantage. And mm-hmm. I think that if he makes it far, it does solidify him as a player that deserves to be talked about as one of the greater players of all time. Here oh what he, I'm going to oh go ahead. If he wants if he wins this, he has to be in consideration above some of the other people.
0: What well, I'm going to say here is all like pretty big spoilers, so tune out of this completely. Um, if you don't want that, just skip 30 seconds ahead. Yeah. But with Ian again, when it comes to everyone kind of falling into their old habits though, cause it's like everyone's saying like, yeah, people know their game. So it's not going to work. Everyone's falling right into their old game and it's working beautifully. Like Ian has already laid really low. He's been the only person who didn't talk to Cody when he was HOH. And Cody recognized that and said, but what am I going to do? Put Ian up there? And then Ian has made two alliances already. Um, and has like secured a really good place in the house. Sure. So uh, when people are, you know, when people are like, oh, it's not going to work again. Because everyone knows he's an awkward guy, but now he's an awkward man. It's like, well, <laughs>
1: it's working pretty good. Like It's working. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I just don't. I just don't have confidence in Ian being a former winner in the same way that Will was. Will's Will's game worked in the way when he was a former winner in All Star Season Seven because mm-hmm. he admitted to it. I don't know if Ian is going to play into that, and I don't think his gameplay can revolve around that. And I think if I was in the house, if anyone's in the house, mm-hmm. an easy nomination every week is two former winners, Ian and Nicole. You're going up. You're former winners. I'm done playing around easy the next two easiest janelle and kaiser you two are the strongest double alliance coming into this house you two are going up and then the next three next the next strongest nominees tyler and cody you guys are the strongest physical competitors in this house you two are going up so all six of those people i think have a huge target on their back for different reasons yeah. but for ian if i was in there I'm definitely going after someone that's already won the money.
0: I just got to say though, too, that like for a personal reason, I'm rooting for Ian because it's just like really cool to see like a non-neurotypical person for sure go through this well. And like the fact that he won that himself already is like, that's amazing. Yeah. But to be back on and to do well again, I want to see it because I want to, you know, bring the heat that like Big Brother is not just like a popularity contest.
1: In direct relation to Mickey's win last season. Like it'd be great to see that.
0: I would, I would love to see that. All right, so um, that's the cast uh, that CBS has listed other than Julie Chen Moonfez, but we don't have to talk about her. Um, we love the As Julie. much as we
1: could talk about her. Yeah. For hours and hours on end.
0: Okay. Um, Do we have anything we want to say for, like, Alliance predictions? I actually don't really have any right now. No,
1: we kind of talked about them a little bit as okay. we went. The one thing I do want to touch on before we go too far is players that maybe not have gotten on that we think deserve to be on. Namely, Derek, Dan, Vanessa...
0: Yeah, I think everyone knows that like Derek, Dan, and Will would be like the legends that would come on that we knew like almost like uh, almost totally that neither of them would.
1: But my preference, would, but. my preference would have been no one from the previous All Star cast should have been on. As much as I love Kaiser and Janelle, I didn't want them on this season. I don't think Will deserves to be on, but I do think because to be on both All Stars is right. weird. It's I like think it's, it's weird. not
0: a new generation if it's the old generation. Right.
1: And so I really wanted to see you know Vanessa having kids. Uh, Dan and Derek, kids, potentially Nicole Franzel ruining their game. Uh, but who else deserves to be (laughs) a part of this conversation?
0: (laughs) We don't know if that's true.
1: Speculation. Uh, Janelle said it. Right. She talked about it. Um, anyway, uh, first of all, never trust anyone in this game. (laughs) Who else deserves to be a part of this conversation? Jeff and Jordan, fan favorites, Brendan and Rachel. Fan favorites. Fan favorites.
0: Um, definitely we're going to say Paul. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Paul. He – I don't even think he sucks as a person. He's just a very obnoxious house guest. Sure. But, like, as a person, fine. He's made a, some mistakes. I mean, I did not forget that he did blackface. Like, I did not forget that he used his privilege all over the place. But, like, outside of it, I've seen some stuff he's done. Actually pretty good person. Actually pretty level-headed. And really strategic player. So, like, would I want to watch him? Would he be my pick to win – because I want him as a person to win, not necessarily. Even though I don't think he's like a terrible person, but it can't be an All Stars without Paul, honestly.
1: Yeah. I well, mean, w- it, uh,
0: really, when we talk about Paul versus Nicole, like people are going to be mo- more scared of Paul, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, and really, the two that are really missing off of this list are Ollie, who loves his lollies. <laughs> Ollie loves his lollies. And Rennie, they deserve. It's
0: inappropriate. It's <laughs> inappropriate
1: um oh my God, who else we're are we ready? missing i think jesse even though he got out very early on both of his seasons we're he, hoping he hosts a comp it would be great to see him i think that he could play good he just he he's a very like one step ahead player instead of like three steps ahead um anyone else that we've we've missed maybe to talk about i
0: just want britney haynes on because she's a wonderful person to watch.
1: She's very entertaining. Yes. Like she's a fan. She's It's a lot a like Keisha. Player. She may not be a great player, but she's it's fun for the fans to have her on. Yeah. Um, the
0: the thing that's like tra- tragic about Britney, and I love Britney. But like Britney, it wasn't that Britney was like a coaster and she didn't try. Like Britney tried and failed. So that's why I love Brittany, because like she played the game, she just didn't play it well. Right. It's like it's not that she never took the test. It's like she took the test and got all the wrong answers, but like you love to see her. Go, because she's wonderful. I wanted Reagan on, obviously that wouldn't happen.
1: Hayden um, Moss.
0: Yeah, we were hoping Hayden would be on.
1: Who else is even in this conversation? Is it Voss or not? No, but I think it's Moss. Winner
0: Moss, not Nicole Showman's Hayden. Although he was fun,
1: I, I'd watch him. I just don't think he's an all-star. When we talk about someone that we think deserves to be on because they're a good person, I'd like to see Hayden on, both Haydens, yeah. but Hayden, Nicole F. Showman's. Mm-hmm. not necessarily for gameplay um, um
0: i think mickey i mean if we're talking about like physical prowess like
1: beast mode cowboy hayden
0: caleb frankie, Mickey, frankie C- cody and
1: jess cody
0: jess like all of those people though i don't want to see them on the game like those competitions will be wild you yeah. know like it'd be wild it'd be like olympian well, not really you know but like it it'd
1: yeah it'd be interesting to it'd see be a, it'd be a good show um Maybe we talk about that again another time. We can make a list and do a segment on that. But yeah, I think I for don't now have we've covered it. it. Um, okay. Uh,
0: really, the last thing we have to do is give you guys our player picks. And so the way this works, again, is that we're following this one person. If they get out, we'll just replace it with someone else. But um, as it stands... We're going to follow this person, have analysis of their gameplay. We're going to try and be, like, objective. It's, it's not, not necessarily, like, we're rooting for them to win. It's just that we're following them. So, like, even if they make a horrible mistake, we're going to, like, talk about that.
1: Right. And and on top of that, too, it's not... We're not going to be devoting 30 minutes of an episode to each no. one of these players. It's going to be, like, five minutes where we talk about it. And if there's anything crazy to talk about, we go into that.
0: Yep. So, anyway, Michael, who's your pick?
1: My pick is Kevin. You might have gotten that from how we talked about the cast, but... Kevin, um, huge difference in how he looks. I think he's he's bulked up. <laughs> Sorry, crazy. can you say
0: that again? Ripley's ears did the little
1: boop. Yeah, it's gonna stay in the it's gonna stay in this show. Yeah, big snorter. <laughs>
0: big snorts.
1: Um Kevin. I think Kevin is poised, even though, spoiler alert, he is nominated this week, not looking good for my pick. Uh, but i think kevin has the social <laughs> game to fly under the radar he's not a huge physical threat he's not a huge mental threat he's not a huge social threat from any of the seasons in terms of old versus new and i think that he can make things work i think that he will get as far and I, I'm, I'm comparing him to erica and i just think that he is gonna have a better um wherewithal to know what to do in erica's position um so that's my pick Robin. who's your pick
0: my pick and I think it's because she's just gonna be fun to follow I I don't even know if I have full confidence that she will win but I have full confidence that what we talk about is gonna be fun for me to analyze sure is Janelle of course um you just gotta love the queen and I think it's like she's this is her fourth time she's such a different Janelle than we had before I mean we've talked about how she's really gone for being the princess to the queen like for sure. she's A mother her energy is just way less like selfish baby girl who gets what she wants and now she's like selfish woman who takes what she deserves (laughs) so I I love it I mean I love her just like doing her makeup sitting alone like I don't even think that's a really good game I mean like she's actually kind of worrying me based on what I've seen but um yeah I mean I gotta say I'm just so excited to Follow the rise and fall of Janelle. That she's my pick. Awesome. And hopefully it's just the rise and the rise of Janelle. <laughs> like, the
1: rise and rise and continual rise. Yeah, it's of just Janelle. the rise. Um, I think you know this pretty much wraps up our our episode this week. I think that we will probably be putting these out on Fridays post uh oh, Yeah, we didn't say that. So, yeah, our our, our
0: goal is to do one episode a week.
1: Um, where we cover a full Hoh reign of moves and and progress. Um, so we know Cody won the first one. Our next episode will be season 22, episode one, week one. Week one and it'll cover everything that happened from Cody's win to the next win of HOH. Mm-hmm.
0: And once again, it's not like necessarily a recap episode. We'll reference that so that you know. But most of it is us talking about like the analysis of the nominations, the strategy of that how that positions people in the house. Yep. As if we were playing there ourselves.
1: And I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be really fun. So, um, I think that wraps up the hidden house guest. I, I'm, I'm Michael again.
0: (laughs) I'm Robin. Um, well, before we end, like and
1: subscribe, hit that like button, smash that bell. Smash that bell. This isn't
0: YouTube. Um, I will say, I don't know, like if this is on Spotify, there's no way to comment, but like if we put this on Reddit or if you're just like our friend or family member, um, Please we'll make let Reddit. us know. This is literally our first ever podcast recording, so like we are by no means trying to come across like we know everything, and this might be really sloppy. So if you have any suggestions or things you'd want to hear, or any just commentary, like hey, this was fun, I liked it, or way too long, you need to cut it to twenty minutes. That's the only way I'll listen. We'd if
1: love I to I hear. If I said it. um too many times, please count them up. Let me know. If you
0: could hear me scratching Ripley and playing with my ring, let me know.
1: Um and. If if you are gonna rate us, give us five stars and and just like comment how much you love
0: yeah me. Tell us honestly, personally. but also if you're gonna do anything, start Exaggerate a GoFundMe. How much
1: you like us? It's
0: apparently
1: expensive
0: to do a podcast, so
1: um I think that's it. Think that's Thanks it. for listening, guys. We can't wait to talk to you again next or at the end of this week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.